Hey everyone, welcome to West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, we are going inside the former Anthony Schreiber Brewing Company, which opened back in 1899 with John Domries, the owner and founder of Buffalo Brewing Company over on Myrtle Avenue. And we're gonna talk about his plans for restoring this pre-Prohibition era brewery. So hey, it's been a couple of weeks, and, and I'm sorry about that. It's holiday season, and uh, it won't be holiday season for too much longer, and we will get back to our uh, weekly talking about the beer events and beer releases that are happening in Buffalo. But until then, because today is a very special episode, and I don't want to put out uh, any other episodes this week to accidentally knock this one off of your podcast feed for the week. So would you please make sure that you go to buffalobeerleague.com and check out the Buffalo Beer Buzz every week. This week, there are stories about uh, Collaboration 3.0, the 2023 Brewers Invitational, uh, two new releases at Thin Man. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, two new releases at Big Ditch, four new releases from Thin Man, uh, and then Hammer and Crown to hold a pop-up uh, and a launch a Founders Club in Buffalo here, or Niagara Falls, excuse me. So that's all at buffalobeerleague.com. Go check that out, please, if you would, because this week we are talking to John Domries, the owner and founder of Buffalo Brewing Company, about his newest venture, moving Buffalo Brewer Com- Buffalo Brewing Company excuse me, to Fillmore Avenue and uh, in the former Anthony Schreiber Brewery, which is a pre-prohibition brewery, that closed, I believe, finally in 1950. And don't quote me on that. But but let me give you a quick explanation of that night. So we showed up. It was myself, it was Brian, and it was Jesse from the Buffalo Beer League with John showed up talking about his plans. But we were also taking a tour of the building at the same time. So every once in a while, you're going to hear the end of a sentence which sounds like it should go into something else but we went off on a tangent right at that moment and started walking because we're taking a look around and we're walking there was an awful lot of traveling so what i did uh our normal episodes if i can have zero edits i mean no episode has zero edits uh zero cuts zero splits zero um you know making things work uh most of them have between 10 and 20 and this episode has triple digits has over a hundred probably i didn't actually count it but um i can tell because the number of files the number of clips that are in the final file is over a hundred which means that there's probably 300 actual edits involved in this one episode taking two hours down to about 48 minutes so anytime we were walking somewhere i took out tangents unless it was important so i promise as you're listening if you hear something and you go "Ooh, what was the end of that sentence we'll probably get back to it uh, at a later time in this episode so keep listening because he talks about the ideas behind this about getting the brewery itself, about how he's funding the brewery, what his plans are uh, for making this brewery something truly unique in the Buffalo beer scene, which is taking something old, taking an 
old building, an old brewery, restoring it, but also revamping it into something modern. So let's get into this episode. And then at the end, I will talk to you again. And I will remind you before we do that we are a member of the Hopped Up Network. It is a beer net, uh, it is a podcast network, excuse me, of local, regional, independent beer podcasts. You can find us at hoppedupnetwork.com. So let's get right into this at the point where we started recording. And in this 123-year-old building, which uh, comes off a little creepy, I did the cardinal rule of horror movies and separated myself from the group. Nothing came of it. But maybe next time. So this is this is our walk and talk through the former Anthony Schreiber Brewing Company, the future home of Buffalo Brewing Company. Please enjoy. Thank you. You got first mistake of horror movies. What's that? Hold on, forgot my phone. <laughs> Separate. Yeah, we're by, we're by Separate. But we weren't in terrible. Uh, we weren't in atrocity zone yet. If we were like in the basement. I would say, all right, let's all go up collectively together. And this will be your cold room? That's our cooler, yeah. It's about the same square footage as our current tasting room. So that give is, you a little... Uh, that's wild. <laughs> give you a little... Yeah, so this is three times as big as Myrtle currently. Holy shit. So, yeah. Phase one of probably a multi-phase project here. One being 10-barrel brew house, brew system, um, and then moving up probably to 20s and then eventually go to the other side and do 40. So just a little phase one. Man, the big, it's really sharp. Yeah, it's nice. No one ever gets to see it either. So it's just me. But um, the horizontals are what you know everyone really gets excited about. Yeah. I think we're the only brewery in town that has horizontal lagering tanks. So that I know of maybe Hofbrau, but I don't really count them because they're a chain. I don't think that they do. I've been in that brew house a bunch of times. I don't remember seeing anything like this. Yeah. So wow, that's this, a, this is cool. So what will happen is we're going to take our loggers. Instead of moving them to vertical brights, we'll move them to horizontals. It should shave off, I'm hoping, three weeks off production time. Most of our stuff goes six weeks. I don't have the luxury of, like, Brian Kirschmeyer at fucking <laughs> Old First Ward. It's like, oh, I logger, like, 17 weeks. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I fucking can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, literally impossible. Um so yeah, so we're three times square footage wise. We're also um, three times the capacity too here. So, so we should be at about 1,500 barrels when we really start cranking. Right now, we started out at five on this system, untweaked recipes. We grew to seven and a half. And hopefully next week we brew a 10 barrel batch of something. So what have you, and what have you brewed in here so far? So far, we started with the, the porter, which is on draft now, the red which is on draft as well. We have Sunday sauce and 1825 session New England in the bright tanks ready to package Friday. And then that tank has Bellweiser and that tank has Manru and that tank has uh, Manru Lager and then that tank has Loganberry Ale. So Manru Lager is finishing up its new lagering process and it'll move into the horizontals on Friday. Yeah, there you go. Maybe makes holding You're holding it, right? <laughs> so the, the, that's kind of... The goal of this building and the brewery, and, and again, I don't, you guys can tell me your thoughts, but I don't feel like anyone's really hit the market for lager yet in this area. I feel like that's kind of an open 
especially for cans and, and distro. I don't feel like anyone's really gone out and really put their efforts into that. Style. No, I, you know, it's, it's funny if writing about beer as much as I do. I think about that a lot. And it's like, yeah. you know, you think about other cities, you think about, I was sitting down. I, to I think about Chicago, mostly Dovetail, um, Goldfinger, specifically Lager for yes. breweries. Now, I don't like that thought of being like, I'm just going to make lagers. No, because of course. I think right, you're right. pigeonholing yourself, but I think you can make really good lagers. And, and be a brewery that's built on the foundation of lager, but still do New England's and still do yeah. cool things. You know, I think back to like Brodziski, which is kind of like a lager, or our Czech Pilsner, which we're brewing tomorrow. You know, all these things that were kind of, I don't really see any other crafts in town, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see any other crafts in town really going after the lager category. Well, I should say. I mean... They've all got, they've all got their handfuls. Yeah, right. But, but I, mean, like, I mean, no one's like really putting a focus on it yeah. other than maybe genies but they're not packaging and distro so yeah i mean yeah. like if when i think of when i think of breweries that make well known for lager and make good lager are two totally Correct. different things but like you know thin man and jeans those yes. are two that come to mind when i think of like go-to log breweries for lager but but I, I see what you're saying you're right i feel like we're all beating ourselves over the head for the same uh fruited sour smoothie yep. juice bomb new england ipa type situation so that's kind of the focus of this brewery is to, to really go deep into lager. Um, so we have, once we get stabilized here, there's actually another component here, a decoction mash kettle that'll be added. So Ooh. we can triple decoct all our lagers, traditional style. That's cool. And then a cool ship also will be added. So we'll, we're not going to actually cool ship the way Belgians do it. We're going to cool ship in the, uh, in the Czech style. And where are you so going to put it? So what we're going to do, it'll actually be kind of supported from that beam there. It's going to sit above cool. the, deto- the decoction awesome. kettle. If we get to that point, I mean, again, there's some financial things going on, but that's the next phase. Um, the cool thing about a Czech style cool shipping is it's used to cool the wort. It's not used to inoculate it with wild yeast. So what we're going to do is we're going to layer that bottom with um, hand-selected Saz hops from Czech Republic, and then we'll put the hot wort in there and let it cool for about an hour and a half. So getting more to a traditional style yeah. of brewing things, which is what I've always wanted to do. I was kind of handicapped with the size of Myrtle. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't really do I, much there, I'd you know? say so. We, we kind of we took that ship as far as we could take it. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we had, to, we had to pull the plug on it. But it's still there for retail, and I like it a lot more now, actually. I think it's, it's a much nicer experience okay. for the customer. Um, so, yeah. So it's kind of it in here. We can kind of return back here I think, right. after. But I think... We probably should go on the big side. That's actually it's funny because everyone that visits me, no one really cares about this place. Everyone, <laughs> everyone cares about the other side, um, which is okay. I mean, this is a 1973 addition um, to the, the the company that bought the building after uh, Schreiber had closed, and they made machine wire in here. Oh, okay. So it's gonna get cold in the winter. Oh, dude. <laughs> It actually uh, comes right up from the floor yeah. to be in here, dude. It's, it's, I, the brew house left Myrtle in December. I took like two weeks off, and then right after the first, um, I started working here full time to get it prepped over there. Man, I would just come home, and my feet were like ice, just like ice blocks. So um, let's, you guys want a beer? I got uh, some short fill Irish Reds in the cooler if you that want. That sounds one. lovely. You don't have to twist my arm. I didn't think so, but... Eat my snorts? Interesting. Thank you. Yeah, the guy I bought this from, uh, he pretty much beat the building up. Ah. You know, and it's funny, we had the opportunity to buy it 
in 2010 when we first walked it and it was pristine. Everything was like basically one step away from tribe. Wow, 2010, really? Yeah, yeah, that's when we were first trying to open the brewery and then, you know, just shit happened and life happens and it's like, of oh, course. Uh, you have a business, I need to like, you know, my wife likes, you know, vacations and mm. paying bills and all the stuff that we don't do now, you know. Pay, pay <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, eating, yeah. you know, going out to nice restaurants. So where we are now is the 19, it's, this was, this brewery was taken over from the Schreiber family in 47 and it was this expansion from that opening, so those openings there this way was put on in 47 as the distribution center for Schreiber as they were pushing into Pittsburgh. They oh. realized that they should push towards New York City and they should push uh, south into Pennsylvania um, and it failed. So they built this in 47, the brewery closed in 49. So this was only used for two years. The cool oh. thing, though, about this is you can see the iron in the floor. That's where the original loading dock then. Scott, you're standing on a case return conveyor, and fresh beer would come out of those windows there. Right oh, okay. Here. So beer would come out. Fresh beer would come out of here. Dirty yeah, returns go would go in the basement right back. here. It's awesome. Yeah. And that's what I think makes this place so cool is that you're in a tangible piece of history. Yeah. Not everyone else, you know, can say, oh, hey, uh, I'm in a turn of the century brewery, you know? So how are you, how are you planning on attacking this, John? Are you looking at it in phases? Uh, so yes, it was two phases, that one being the first one and then this side being number okay. two, which we should start. So, we gotta so what, then are you looking at all of this in one deal? You want your shred? Uh, yeah, so this will, so, so like I was saying, this is the old dock. This will become our new patio. So all the metal will come off this side. We'll restore it. This will become a, this ceiling will come off and we'll That's put so translucent cool. panels on it so it'll be sunlit. And then um, we'll have TVs and a shell and tube heater out here so you can try and get as many seasons out. Of course. The dock actually goes all the way back that way and all the way up to the street. So we actually oh. have like an additional, this is about the size of Myrtle, the loading dock. <laughs> So just to give you like an example of where we are. So yeah, that's, that's still wild to put it in context like that. <laughs> when you think about it, yeah. Um, this floor that the brewery will occupy is about 10,000 square feet. So that's gonna be the new home of the brewery, tasting room, restaurant, the whole shebang. So we can head in here. Oh, here the cool go. thing is we have the old case conveyors from the brewery that oh, were moving wow. bottles around. We have the old truck driver uh, office, so drivers would pick up their receipts, which we found in the basement through that window oh, there. Wow. The panes are sitting there. You got the beautiful sanitary glazed brick. Um, so where we are now is basically going to be uh, a restaurant. <laughs> so the total space is about 45-ish thousand square feet. Wow. Myrtle is a thousand. So this was built in 1909 as the original packaging hall for the Anthony Schreiber Brewing Company. Um, where that I-beam sits back there, that will be where the brew house sits, where all my crap is back there. Eventually the brew house will sit there. Now one thing I didn't talk about is the original packaging seller for the brewery is below our feet. And that's where our tanks will eventually go. So the original Schreiber Brewery, when they were here, was it, were they, did they have a tap room or was it just straight production? No, they actually owned uh, 422 bars in the city. Okay then. Um, but their main hotel restaurant was on Broadway at uh, Lathrop, right where the Auto Zone is on Broadway. Ah, okay. So they had a hotel and they had a huge restaurant there. Um, so yeah. So if you've ever been to the Eugene Debs Hall, yes, that's a that was the house that Manru built. 
Oh, okay. Yep. So we'll head into the office building. So this is the offices of the brewery. The cool thing is we have the old walk-in vault. If you got a flashlight or grab mine. I have oh, photos yeah. of this too. Whoa. <laughs> All right, that's, that's where the ghosts live. Yes, right so there. this is gonna be the Bruiseum. You said Bruiseum? So this will be the Buffalo Brewing History Center or Buffalo Bruiseum for short, similar to the Chicago Bruiseum. I love that you never, you never abandoned that idea. You told me, I feel like you told me about that years ago. I've, I mean, the thing that I always hear from people, I love this new trend, it's so new, it's so great. I'm like, this is old, man, we're just redoing it. Right. We're just walking in the footsteps. Like some woman told me the one time, I never knew Buffalo had breweries before microbreweries. I'm like, what do you think? Like Budweiser was just always around for the, <laughs> the life of forever, you know? My son keeps hammering me to open up that safe. He wants that safe open so badly. Any chance there's anything in there? We don't know. It looks like somebody tried to, so I'm thinking maybe nobody um, ever got in there. Okay. The cool thing is, is that Anthony Schreiber was known for walking around with a cane with a solid gold handle on it. And I'm sitting there going, man, that'd be so Dude. cool if that was in there. <laughs> hey now. You know, so this is kind of going to be that Bruiseum space where we, we, you know, host collections of Brewerania collectors, you know and put their shit here and you can come have a pint. I think that's cool. Out. You know, I mean, there's not a whole lot of, what, what the problem I found through my years of collecting was all this shit is in people's basements. Yeah. You know, no one sees it. So hey, if you have a way to get it out, people can see it. Oh, I'm sure people, and yeah. And you come in here and have a beer and walk through a museum and hang out and you know, have dinner after at our place. I think it's a unique thing to bring people in. So, um, so Anthony's office used to sit here. for you. <laughs> So, one thing I do like to point out is the, the leaded glass windows on the front, they left Anthony Schreiber's uh, sh shades in the wall. We cut that all out, that was all buried. No way, yeah. this is the original shades? This is original roller shades. Yeah. No, you're good. Oh yeah. Do you need a flashlight, Jess? I got one. Oh, I was gonna say, I brought two. Sweet. That's amazing. So that's an office. Step down. That's the basement slash oh. shitter. <laughs> One of the basements. Cool. Oh, wow, look at that. Oh, that is how wild. Much, how much of this demo was you? All of it. Yeah? Yeah. 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 It's pretty much, hey, we got a babysitter. Let's go fucking. That's cool. We actually, that's, that's the original that's, entrance that to the office. Cool. So, did you know you were going to find that back there? Well, we didn't, but. I was hoping we would because if you look at the front of the building, it's bricked in. But what started it was when I was at the History Museum and they're like, hey, we got this photo album with like 40 photos of the Schreiber Brewery that you just bought. And I'm like, oh, cool. Can I like look at it? And they're like, well, we can't open it because it's like stuck shut. But if you want to come in with your camera, Interesting. we'll get someone to open it and then you can come take photos of it. So that's what I did. And so my wife and I are looking at the, the build. This is probably the most prevalent photo from the building. In 1909, and I noticed, I noticed this, the gold leaf 662, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, that's in there. And I'm like, I'm, so I cut literally a very small hole, very carefully, and I shine my light in there, and I fucking saw the yeah, six. And I'm like, is. they never, they just encapsulated it. Huh. 
So we'll demo all this back out. You can see the brick on the other side of the window. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's tin ceiling above us, and there's, you know, like that window, if you look at the front of the building, is like cut in half. They just, and there's a drywall and fucking, you know, this was, uh, yeah, it's just, just a, and the staircase is still intact underneath to come up. So that glass will get removed. It'll get put in the bruseum, and then we'll have replicas made because we don't want that to get broken because it's the original. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this will be the original entrance to the bruseum space. How long did it uh, sit vacant for? So Benderson bought it for 300000 Of course they did. In 1950. It was their first project. It actually oh, launched really? the whole company. Yep. No shit. Um, they paid 300000 They scrapped out the brewing equipment for 350000 So they made fifty. Wow. And then they sold all of the bottles. So the, the rumor has it is that the big room, the, little, the first room we were in, yeah. and then all three floors of that other building were full of bottles, floor to ceiling. And I heard they sold those to the Bex Brewery for three hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. So they made three hundred and fifty thousand. They took the money they made from those bottles and started a car wash chain. You ever heard of it? No. Rhymes with Meltasmonic. Ah. Really? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's how they got started in the wow. car wash thing. Wow. So, um, yeah. And if you look at our display case at Myrtle, you'll see a Bex Brewing bottle and a Schreiber Brewing bottle, and they are exactly the same. The Schreiber spent a ton of money to get a wow. custom beer mold made for his bottles. He's the only guy that had this that style bottle. Huh. Crazy, Holy isn't shit, it? Dude. But again, it's stuff like like I like to say there's more there's more like Briar and like Resurgence has kind of done that historic conversion. Nobody's done a historic version. So this is it. This is the one that I think is the one that will get done. I, I'm feeling rather confident that it will get done and it's a dandy, I think. <laughs> And they tore down the majority of the brew house. The brew house actually sat uh, at the cricket stand next to us. Yeah. Oh. The original property went all the way over there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. So where do you even look? Where do you, where do you find all this information? Uh, most of it's been told to me. I mean, again, I've been affiliated with this building since 2010, so we've yeah. done a ton of research over the years. Um, the gentleman that owns Anthony Schreiber's uh, um, Suburban estate on 20A in yeah. East Aurora. He has a shit ton of actual paperwork from the brewery that was ah, left cool. there. And he knows a lot about it. Um, just, you know, History Museum has been a good resource. My wife's good at finding shit. I mean, we just kind of learned about how it was um, taken apart. The, the other cool thing is the, ch- the pastor at the church next door, that was actually, his, that building was given to him by Nate Benderson as a retirement gift for, to his mom. Because his mom was Nate Benderson's secretary. Okay. So a lot of that has been kind of passed down. He's kind of been helpful with me, too. And Again, we had 39 breweries pre-Prohibition. We now have, like, four breweries left that are still standing in the, in the city. Brewery, historic breweries. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're getting more and more important to save. So what was that one we drove by then that you pointed out? Oh, the uh, was the Battlefield Oil? That's the original Buffalo Brewing Company. Ah, okay. And that, and that was the last brewery built before Prohibition. Now, this one's cool because Schreiber made it post-prohibition, so there's a lot more information, a lot more data about it than mm-hmm. the ones that closed pre-pro. You know, that's a tough one. So let's keep moving, though. Yeah, yeah right? So there's got to be, I mean, you're looking into grants. What else are you looking into for this? For this we got grants. Time? We got historic tax credits. We got, um, yeah, we can, head, we can head in the basement we next. Don't, we don't have to head in the basement. It's fully lit. <laughs> yeah, do we go that way? Hey, we'll go, we're going to go a different way. <laughs> do we go through the caution tape? <laughs> this was the caution tape was here for doors open because we were a doors open stop. So, 
I was only trying to keep people this way. The basement's like the iceberg, you know, people don't see it and uh, don't realize it's here. And this is where most of our activity will happen for brewing. So fermentation, um, we can fit about 5,000 barrels down here. 5,000 barrels. Damn. Wow. So is this literally the entire building? Like that's the dock over there? The dock is right there. Yep, correct. And, and those are all windows that actually were allowing air and light in. So it was actually a daylit basement as well at one point. So we're, that's Fillmore there. Okay. That's Wilson Street back there. There's an, another case conveyor bringing bottles down. We believe there was a bottle washer down here at one time. Um, oh, so that's not the same conveyor? Nope. There's one that goes up and there's one that goes down. Gotcha. Um, oh, so they would reuse the bottles. Correct. Okay. Yep. So if you remember Genesee Pounders, yeah, same same process. Oh, That's okay. What every brewery did back in the day. So this is where fermentation and um, and mostly fermentation will happen. What I believe is going to happen where our current temporary brewery is that I call it. Uh huh. That'll probably be converted to a packaging hall, and then okay. we'll just pump the fermented beer up over there. So lagering probably will happen down here. Fermentation will happen down here. I mean, this basement stays a constant temperature year I was round. I mean, say, it never yeah. really changes. Right, just cellar everything down here. Yep. So this is the original packaging cellar for the for the brewery built in 1909. Are you going to be building anything to make it easier to get? So there actually there actually is a freight elevator back there that will be restored. The big thing for us is we're probably not going to package anything down here. All the packaging will probably happen where you guys came in in that room because it's ground level. So just move the liquid up. Move pump. It's a lot easier to transfer liquid than it is to move cans, yeah, cans for sure, and right? all that, you know. So that's the staircase that we uh, we just were by. It's just a little scary. Yeah, I'd say so. The whole building's actually a little terrifying, <laughs> to be honest with you. And then when you think like, oh, okay, it's just ten million dollars. It's no big deal. Oof. <laughs> yeah, of course. How do, you, how do you resurface all these? Yeah, I so, I know. So I, again, that's the, uh, that's above my above my pay grade here. That's the architect's job, and he's pay, getting paid a lot of money. So um, that, yeah, I'm sure he is. So that goes to the old brewery. That would go over into the old brew house there. Through that stack of chairs? Yeah, through that stack of chairs. <laughs> yep, through that stack of chairs. If anyone would like one, you're more than welcome to Oh, wow, them. how generous of you. <laughs> the cool thing I want to point out is the uh, packaging cooler that has a round cutout in it, okay? And then that's cork. That's a cork-lined cooler. Cork-lined cooler? Yep, that's what they used back in the day. I, say, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Unfortunately, the lights in here burned out, but it's not very big. Um, so we know there was four tanks in here because the chalkboards that were painted on breweries back in the day to indicate what beer was in there are still on the, on the wall. Oh, wow. Um, so I've been in every standing brewery other than the original Buffalo Brewing Company, unfortunately. Hmm. And every brewery has this exact same battleship gray bottom, white top, with the chalkboards and the gold leaf on it. Iroquois has it. Simon Pure has it. We have it. So, so this is where that that back where all my kegs and shit are. This is about we're below okay. that right now. So, wow. again, this will all be restored to working brewery space. Wow. And then, like I, like Scott said, we're gonna just pump liquid around more or less, like yeah. like a real brew, like you know the big guys. That's what they do. You know, they have a pat like when I was at Sierra, they have a packaging hall basically where the beer leaves the fermentation and gets pumped over in a seven inch fucking beer line over to the packaging hall. Now, in, in 2010, when I was here, this, this was broom swept, 
all these lights worked. There was no rust. There was no nothing. I could have literally set up a brewery in here. Oh, so huh. it chose to go uh, 10 years without a roof. Granted, the roof is about you know 1.2 million to put a new roof Oy. on this building. So you get why uh, the roof wasn't on. The original 1909 roof is up there too. So so yeah, this is this is like the cool because we were trying. We, you know, the, the the big problem when I was going to buy this and see there. Sorry, I forgot to tell you that, but you see that opening there? That's mm -hmm. the case conveyor. So what they, what Benderson did, if you can see up there, they took Schreiber paper boxes and filled them with concrete and stuffed them in the hole. <laughs> so we found beer, broken beer bottles okay, in then. there, hmm. all sorts of shit up in there. Interesting. Did you find any uh, like hidden gems? Not much. <laughs> right? Anything Just some from broken beer bottle. <laughs> the cool thing about like what I try to tell people, Schreiber was brewing on a 450 barrel brew house. They were making about 120,000 barrels a year. Wow! In wow! The 40s. So that just goes to show you how much beer was being made at this facility. I mean, this is just packaging and delivery warehouse operations. So, what are you thinking about for a timeline? Have you have you laid out something so, hypothetically? Right now, we we've got. The grant disbursement agreement signed from Empire State, which is nine hundred fifty thousand. We've got two point three million in historic tax credits. We've got another five hundred thousand in uh, New York State DRI incentives. So what we're putting together right now is the bank financing for the construction, and then the converted to a perm loan. So right now, um, I have an investor on board to basically sign for the debt because mm. I don't have enough money to basically say like, oh hey, you're giving me three million. But I don't have anything worth $3 million for you to oh, take. Okay. So I need someone to come on board that has $3 million. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about the investor group that we've put together here, now again, this isn't, has nothing to do with Buffalo Brewing Company. This is the 662 Fillmore LLC, which is the brewery building. But the nice thing about the group that I have that's on board with this is that they're very conscious of the fact that eventually Buffalo Brewing Company needs to own the building. Like That's the long-term okay. plan. Like after... Because when you're getting into these real estate deals, which I, again, this is new, new to me, but... They have to stay in place for like 15 years to, for the credits and all that. So you don't, because oh. like if, let's say like Rocco Termini took Thin Man and was like, oh, okay, thanks for the five million in tax credits. I'm now going to sell this building to Mike Schatzel. I'm going to vacate my shares of Thin Man. He's going to own the property. They basically, the federal government says, well, now that's a capital gain. We're going to hit you with 25% income tax on the five million in tax credits. So you have to, like the way those tax credit deals work is you have to hold it, the bill, the ownership group that, does the project has to hold on to it for X amount of years. Okay. But what I'm saying is after that all falls off, the group that I have in place is like, you need to own the building. Ah. There, and, yeah. and we already own a significant portion. We just don't own it all. Mm -hmm. So that's the nice part about this. In 15 years, this will be 100% Buffalo Brewing Company. Like I tell people, this is my last train stop. This is my last reno. There's no yeah. more after this. No more new systems. There's no more new, maybe, maybe more tanks or canning line. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, getting shit into this basement is extremely difficult. Yeah. So that's kind of the nice part. And I mean, again. But you're going to have a freight elevator, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so the cool thing about the freight elevator is it'll actually go even below the basement to get tanks in. That's how they, we get tanks in. Because it's a hydraulic piston in the floor to carry the load. So the way it has to be built is we have to actually sink it into the floor so that when sorry so that when when tanks get delivered to this basement we drop the elevator into the floor and then we crane the tanks into the basement. Oh damn. Wow. So it's going to be a very again the the plan right now is to have 42 fermenters down here. 42 fermenters. And then another 50 horizontal wow. lagering tanks that are stacked. So it'll be horizontal on that side fermenters on this side. 
Again, we're looking at producing about 7,500 to 15,000 barrels here when we're all said and done in 50,000 square feet approximately. So it's pretty large. So to put it into perspective, I believe Resurgence Brewing on Chicago Street is right around 19,000. But again, it's different. It's one floor. It's open. This is kind of uh, unique. It looks big. Kind of unique? It looks big, but it's not. Like where we're standing, if you just go wall to wall, back and forth, this is 5,000 square feet. That side's 4,400. So it's not like ridiculously huge. Yeah. Think you'll be able to keep any of this plumbing? No. <laughs> you know, come on now. Come on, those sprinkler heads, you know, that's going to save you in a fire. Right? But the cool, beautiful amber. One thing we didn't talk about, though, is that we do have the vault door over there, and we do have the original, one of the Schreiber air compressors that's still here. That's kind of cool. Just weird shit that got left. Nice. Is that the, the vault door from? For upstairs. Okay. The exterior one. It was just a document safe. That's really all they were keeping in there was their paperwork. Why would you keep your documents in a safe? Well, back in 1909, you didn't have any other way to... There's no backups, no digital. That's true. You know? have a fire? Oh, yeah. All your corporate records, everything, I'm sure. I I mean, we've all been in... Yeah, and that's blue glass, too, which I think is really cool. That is cool. That's the sprinkler system. We have the original water line in the other basement, which is 8-inch. That's 12. So the cool thing is we're using the same water line. I've mentioned this a few times on social, but... We're using the same water line as the original brewery. It's just been reduced from 8-inch to 2-inch. Same pipes? Same tap, same everything. The only thing that's different is the water line through the building. But it's, it's still, like I said, there's, there's not a lot of places that are doing this. You yeah. know I mean? We're kind of like the... And I've been I'd talking so. about it for, like, fucking ever, so it's nice that it's actually finally happening. So right. If I'm a betting man, I say 24, 25. Okay. We should know more about that. I mean, the, the funny thing is everyone looks at this and goes, oh, my God, there's so much work. Oh, yeah. This is 12 months, and we're done. Yeah. Start to finish. When they start swinging hammers, it's 12 months, and we're done. Wow. Because remember, you're not building 1,500 apartments in here. Yeah. All those spaces are just getting restored. They're, there's nothing going in. The biggest thing in the whole place is building bathrooms and building uh, the, the kitchen. And you're not DIYing this. You've no, right. No, I mean, I think the estimate was when we get the plumber here, they're going to have 40 plumbers. Wow. I mean, they're going to come in and just get Ooh. it done. You know, it's not like, hey, we're going to just, yeah. you know, we got two guys here. They're just going <laughs> to spend half a year just putting shit together. Like, they want to get in and get out, you know? All this stuff, just rip it out. I would imagine the demo phase of the project's probably only like four weeks. So they're just going to tear it right the fuck out. The die, you want to go upstairs? Yes. Let's go check it out. There's only one part upstairs. The The... Room above this is unlit, oh, so that's yeah, the only that's part creepy. that's. But at least you're not in a basement. <laughs> These stairs are safe. Oh yeah. <laughs> Famous if, last word. Should I have not? Yeah. To say if, it? if these come down, man, we're we're all fucked. All right. We'll go up some sketchier stairs. Oh, tremendous. Woo. <laughs> 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 So this was the Manru coffee room. This is what they built in 21 to make coffee. And you can see the original Manru sticker on there. Man, that's cool. So, again, with the 50,000 more chairs. Yeah, it was an office furniture place for a long time. We believe the coffee roaster sat in this concrete area here, right in front of that panel. Mm-hmm. 
there's just a big stack on the roof and I can't find the penetration unless it's right there, but I don't know. So this will be the starting point. There's the freight elevator door right there. So if you open that up, you walk into nowhere. <laughs> don't do that right <laughs> You down. walk into nowhere. The cool thing is it's got a Polish newspaper taped on it, which is really, that's a newspaper in all Polish. The one that says beware nails? Uh, or does it not actually say that? I thought it was just me reading. Yeah, no, it's, it's Polish. All right. So again, that goes into the old brewery. Actually, the building next to this building is still standing, and it's still part of the original brewery, but belongs to the church. So huh. this will be the mash. So this room here most likely will become the mash mixer and decoction kettle room because we're planning on putting a gravity brew house in. We'll be the third gravity wow, brew okay. house and the first new gravity brew house in the United States. So gravity meaning we don't use pumps. Yeah. Everything flows down. The third? Third gravity brew house. In the United States. Correct. Wow. Yeah, Frankenmuth in Michigan is one. Uh-huh. And Straub Brewery in St. Mary's is two. Wow. It's the only two in operation today. So we'll be the third, but we'll also be the first craft brewery that's doing it that way. Hmm. So grain will go over there. Get augered over here, and then we'll mash in here, and then it'll drop down into a subfloor where the water tunnels sit. Brew kettle will be on the floor, whirlpool will be in the basement. Wow. We will never pump a single fucking wow. liquid. Huh. You liking that exit door, Jess? Until it's real accessible. Right? Until we go out. But even then, we don't really use pumps to move beer, we use pressure. Alright. So. All right, you, you lead. You know what's dangerous and what's not. Well, this is just a big open room. The nice thing is we get light from... So, there's the staircase that we went into the basement. Okay. So, the front half of this, as it's labeled right now, will be three hotel rooms. The back half will be malt storage. Oh. And, like from the... Because the... The way the freight elevator works is there's the elevator, um, there's the elevator entrance there. So I, if I put a wall up just past that, I can store grain here, and I can mill it and put it in there. Just and then there's it. the case up conveyor over there. Yeah, one of those stalactites, stalactites. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Whoa. Just leaching out of the. Just through the concrete, just coming through the concrete and uh, just breaking down. There's that where you were in the basement. That's the staircase. Wow. I just got tripped up. (laughs) Crazy, isn't it? Now, the cool thing is a lot of people don't realize that this flooring is actually an anti-bottle breakage mat. Oh, cool. So it's still kind of... you can drop glass on it? If you drop glass on it, it won't shatter. You can see it like here. Oh, right there, yeah. See, this is piece of it. It's like a felt. Wow. Okay. So we'll have three hotel rooms up in the front here. Um, kind of like, I guess, 42 North, but in an old brewery, not a new brewery. The nice thing is you got, if I shine, close my light, you can see you got a nice vantage point of uh, St. Stan's there. Um... That is cool. You want to head, this is going to be my office at oh. some point. Spot. Nice. I think it's a cool spot. I think so too. Yeah, so you got Corpus over there, you got ter- Terminal. 
So what did this used to be? I see there's a drain in the middle. Don't know. Okay. I, we, we can't figure it out. I mean, I don't know if it was like a shower room or like oh, a- Oh, maybe. You know, I don't know if this was like the men's shower room because that was the woman's room over there. Mm. That's hard to say. For like the employees? Employees, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. You know, again, these guys are working in nasty conditions. Yeah. You know, they were shoveling coal up until the brewery closure. They had a coal-fired boiler. Scott uh, Scott Schuler once showed us around the upper the upper floors of Hopra House, and they had rooms yep. they had rooms that looked kind of like this. Yeah, and that's an old milk. That's an old dairy building. Yeah, yeah. that's what Scott would Scott explained that they, they had these big shower rooms like this. Yeah, kind of looks like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're working in shit all day. You want to get a nice <laughs> clean shower after. That's yeah, great. It's going to be an amazing view in the in that. Yeah, and I think the neighborhood's really ready for it too. I feel like. Maybe 2010 probably wouldn't have worked, but now I think it will. You know, we've got a Korean fusion uh, restaurant going in across the street there at that building. We've got an Indian supermarket going in the one with the liquor store over there. And his brother is a Michelin two-star chef that's gonna be putting a restaurant in there. Wow. It'll be Buffalo's only Michelin star chef huh? in, in Western New York in this neighborhood. Is so. it like No, it's Central Terminal. Yeah, they got all that state money, so I think they're starting to. And I mean, that's going to go, I think, in the next few years too. So I yeah, what are they planning on doing with that? I meant to ask you. It's out for development now. Okay. Um, Jamal, I think, is probably going to get it most likely because he's got right. everything. But um, he's got he, it's three hundred and fifty million dollars. I mean, you got to have deep deep pockets. Yeah. So, um, but it's going to be a mixed use of apartments, entertainment, and offices. Okay. So and yeah, as long as they, they keep a good portion of that for event space, because yeah. I'd love to see another beer festival in there. It's a really nice facility. I yeah. think we need more of that because our convention center sucks so badly. <sighs> you know, like getting nicer, historical. Like, that is 100%. Like the High Bay area where we are, where we first started, that'll be an event space as well. Mm. So it'll be, it's kind of like what I tell people, and we can kind of talk when we go down, but it's going to be kind of like Pearl Street second floor. You know oh, how nice. like you can close off. Yeah. You know. So is this the top floor? This is it, yep. Oh, okay. Did I get a picture of this? I think I did. I did. Coming We're just. back. <laughs> Yeah, so like I was telling Brian, this will be an event space on this side, yeah. but it'll also be sit-down dining weddings. Makes a lot of sense. The bar is going to sit around these openings here. Ooh. So it'll be a circular bar. I like that. Um, and then we'll have the partitions can be closed. So the original entrance to this building was right here. And then there was, if you see, you can kind of make it out on the floor and on the ceiling, but you can see here, see that like line? There was a glass vestibule here. Oh, okay. So this was the original entrance. The door would have been right through that hole. You would come in and that, none of that existed. All right, last piece is the employee bar. Ooh. Now these stairs are a little sketch. You said employee bar? Employee bar. Jesus. <laughs> so I gotta give you a little tutorial on how to get up here. So the first step is loose. Everything oh. else is good. You're not gonna fall. We just have to go up one at a time. Come on, we have to do this again. <laughs> First step is loose. First step's loose, then you just kind of... I love it so much. 
Then you just go up. Can I just skip the first step? You can step over it, sure. Okay, okay I guess. I'm going to do Jesse. I'm going to go with what Jesse said. There's not a weight limit on these bad boys, is there? I, I mean, I like to think I'm rather portly myself. Okay. <laughs> oh, now this is cool. What is all this just from like the... That's the ceiling. Yeah, that's what, okay. That's so this what is the same reveal profile as the root, as out there. Nice view of the yeah, this is cool. My empire of dirt. <laughs> so, a lot of people have heard about the murals that tried Ohms. Uh, yep. That's where these were. Right here, right? Right in those pockets, yep. Um, so, yep, uh, per union contract, Brewers Local number four. Um, after eight hours of work, you got two shift beers. So, man, I need to get that job. Well, if you hear the stories of the old timers, it's ah. like we were just drinking all day every day. It wasn't <laughs> like, this is their official drinking space. So that's the when we when we bought the building, that is Whoa. that is our collection of beer. The one in the wall is the first beer I ever drank here, which is of course is a man This one? No. No, up in the cubby. Okay. You gotta seal it up. To the right. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna get sealed in for sure. The nice thing about this is too, the monitor, if you look up. The monitor actually extends into this space. Okay, so this ceiling here is all glass, oh, but they just wow. painted over it. We believe there's a Schreiber um, emblem in here like above up, this. Up here? Above this, right here, Brian. Glass? Yeah, there's a cast iron grate that we believe has a Schreiber octagon oh, in damn. it. But I'm too terrified to take that down uh, and break it. So I'd rather let someone else do it and uh, break it themselves and then like, <laughs> just be like, you owe me a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. you asshole. <laughs> so. That is going to be my apartment in there. That's the upper offices. So There's no lights in there, but we can go in there. It's a little scary. That's when you say your apartment, like during the day or for all time and ever. Um, I'm gonna. It's. I will have multiple residences, okay. but that'll be the goal. Is to move out of the city, sell my home in South Buffalo, and move out to the country, and then have a place. I was here gonna say. I thought you were coming out by us. That's the goal. Yeah, I have actually a place in Perrysburg right now, but. We can go in there if you guys want. I don't want it. No, okay. Let's do it. This is just what, here, I got the big light. Okay, I'm just, just peeking around the corners. You don't know what flooring is. No, no, I'm not afraid of that. There's only one spot and we probably won't get to it, so. I'm not afraid of seeing people. Yeah, that's always a possibility. What did this used to be? This is the original offices. Ah. Um, so this is gonna be at yeah, my apartment. This spot right here, don't step there. Okay, then. There's the staircase. Some of these lights do work. Oh, that looks, those look sketchy. You know, the, the amount of, the amount of um, energy it's going to take to get this thing to go is going to be tough. Well. So if I'm living down in Conowango Valley or fucking in the southern tier and I got to drive an hour and a half here every day, I'm going to literally kill myself. You talking about just for you or your family going to live family, in Family, yeah, okay. it'll be, I mean, this is, this space here is 2,200 square feet, so it's not small. No, it's certainly not small. And you know, that door, a lot of people think, oh, you're going to have that door going in the mural. But no, they cut, when we go back in there, they actually cut right through the Louis Pasteur mural and then they just threw it on the floor. Mm. So... Paul did a great job. The cool thing is the murals are being replicated right now by Ace Visual Promo. I don't know if you guys know Chad from Lockhouse. He's the owner of Lockhouse. Mm. Um, Chad Vossler. 
No. So Ace Visual on transit, their Paul Vuklik gave us basically unfettered access to the murals. Okay. And so we had them digitally replicated. They're going to be hung in Myrtle, hopefully in December. Where are, they, where, are the, where are the originals now? At Try It. Oh, okay. So we're about to release um, for Black Friday something called the Man Membership, which I have the oh, keychain. Cool. Look at that. Fancy. And so this room will be a private event space. And it'll give, if you're a Man Remember, and this place is crazy, you can come up here anytime you want. Oh, and sit in here and I like out. I like that a lot. So it's going to be like 200 or 300 bucks for your life, but it's going to give you 20-ounce pours and a bunch of other shit. We're kind of still tuning it up, but this place is busy. You go to the bartender and say, hey, I need the key to go up into the mirror room. I want to sit down and have a beer. <laughs> if, as long as there's no private event here, oh yeah, okay, you can, you can come and sit. So there's, it's kind of like a, a process, and that's like a lot of people are like, well, why did you put a brewery there that is not open to the public. I said, well, A, we needed to increase capacity. That right. was number one. Cause like I'm talking to Tops and Wegmans, they're like, well, dude, you can only give us like 10 cases. Like that's like one case for like half of our stores. I'm like, yeah, okay. So we need to get more capacity. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I can be here while this project is going on and start fucking just yelling at people. <laughs> if you've ever done a comb construction project, just picture it on steroids. And it sucks. You know it sucks at home. So imagine this, like, oh hey, oh we broke that glass. Just order a new one. Oh well, they stopped making that in like 1930. So like, what are we gonna do? You know. So yeah, there's gonna be a whole period of like documentation and probably removal of stuff that is like one of a kind, like the glass door. You know, like, that door will probably be removed. You know, there's a lot of things that it's just gonna take time. It's not something that just happens overnight. But I'm here now full time, so it's very nice that I'm here and. It sucks having two locations, I can tell you that right now. I mean, I'm <laughs> fucking driving to Myrtle like every 10 minutes to get something. Ah. Like, you know, oh, like, Derek had one of the reducers I needed to move yeast from Manru to Bellweiser today. And I, of course, when I was there earlier getting other stuff, I forgot it, so I had to go back. <laughs> and then the label guy's like, oh, you, we need you to confirm a UPC, so I had to go back again. Oh, geez. And so I'm just, luckily, they're only like, you know, 10 minutes away. Sure. So it's not like a huge drive, but yeah, it's just, you know. So, but Myrtle will be closing when this opens. A lot, oh. people, a lot of people ask that. Yeah, Myrtle really. Will, Myrtle will be gone. So yeah, we'll have Dingus Day here again next year. We're gonna have a concert series um, in the parking lot this summer as like a fundraiser type thing. We just couldn't do it last year. We had it planned, but we couldn't do it last year because of beer supply. Mm. And that's why, like, when I reached out to Scott and I said, "Hey, I'm looking for musicians for Myrtle." I mean, like, we were literally week to week. Like the week before the kegs came out of here, we had one keg left. That's all we had. Shit. We were like literally on fumes, and like every wow. week I was like, "Oh my god, will we be able to be open?" And then we—it's funny because I'm sending text messages to my guys. I'm like, "We got a close Sunday," and Derek texts me back. He goes, "Talk about a close call. You're kegging next week. Like you literally couldn't make it one more wow. day. Like that's how close we were. Because like we were literally to put it into the brewery here um, makes 90 kegs right now. Myrtle's Pilot Brewery makes three. So that's what we were running on for like. Damn. But I had also stockpiled when I knew I was going to be without a system. We were originally supposed to be open this. This brewery was supposed to come online in early April. We didn't come online until mid-October. Mm -hmm. wow. So we were six months late. Yeah. So I had actually forecast. I brewed my ass off. I brewed Vienna. I brewed all these styles that I knew were shelf-stable. As long as they were cold, yeah. they would make it. So I stockpiled my ass off. I brewed basically every I brewed like almost as much beer in the last three months as I brewed in the first six of that calendar year. Just this stockpile. Because yeah. I had this building, and the best part about this building is, in December, it's a fucking fridge. 
Yeah. So I was That's like, true. I knew I could keep beer in here, and I knew it wouldn't freeze. So I was like, I'll just fucking fill this place with as much beer as I can. Yeah. Every fucking keg full of beer. I gotta <laughs> shut some lights off because I certainly am not coming up here. The ghost was over here. What? Yeah. Yeah, the ghost was, it literally stuck it. My wife saw an arm come out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And she literally, I just remember looking at her. I'm like, what's wrong? Because I was like facing this way. I'm Shit, like, I think I might be diving through that window. And she's, that she's like, I just saw a ghost get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, and all, like right now, all the hair on my so arms. So losing your apartment then? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> one at a time on these? Yeah, one at a time. Yeah. Scott's like, I'm going first. Fuck you guys. But I might try. <laughs> oh, man. It's not that scary, though. It really, I mean, it is, but it isn't, right? <laughs> Jesse didn't get to see the product, uh, the new brewery, oh, so yeah, let's, let's go show them real quick, and then you guys can get the hell out of here. <laughs> and I, no, it's all right. I gotta I gotta brew tomorrow again, so I'm not gonna complain about getting out of here. I've been here since seven. No, this was fun as hell. Back to the good part, the finished part. We also have the uh, building next door to the bombed out one. Uh, you need to use the bathroom. No. Okay. The building that's all bombed <laughs> out next door. Mm -hmm. We own that too, so. For why? Well, it's attached to this, it's oh, well. property. Um, that'll be our, our distribution warehouse. Oh, okay. So that's why I think this will be converted to yeah. a packaging hall, just because it's grade level, we're close to, I mean, I could put a loading dock door in here very easily. Here, you wanna, just to give you some perspective, we come over here. And Jesse didn't get to see the horizontal tanks either. Oh, these things are awesome. So this is Wilson Street. So this is the back side, so horizontal lagering tanks. I know, it's special. Hey, thank you for listening and thank you to John. Don't go anywhere yet because if you've made it this far, I assume you have uh, questions or images in your head about some of the things that we saw and I'm going to post on buffalobeerleague.com. Some of the pictures that I took, some of the pictures that Brian and Jesse took, as well as some pictures from ForgottenBuffalo.com, which is a tremendous resource. You should check out ForgottenBuffalo.com and uh, from a, a couple other places of the inside of this building so you can get an idea of what we were talking about. So thank you again for listening. We will get back to normal things next week. Again, please check out BuffaloBeerLeague.com so you can check out the Buffalo Beer Buzz and you don't miss anything that happens during the week. If you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing on whatever podcast catcher you're listening on, that would be super helpful. And we, as always, are going to go out to the Rearview Ramblers with You Can't Buy Beer with Condolences. Thank you for listening to Western Brews. We'll talk to you next week.